Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We have a special guest today. Is it me? No. No, I'm not special. No, you're no, you're special. <laughs> I like Just to not think a it's guest, me, but I don't want to assume anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Jason Wallace. <laughs> Jason Wallace is going to be preaching for us this next uh, um, Sunday. So, super excited about that. Super excited yep. for Chris to not be here. Wait, yes, um, me too. What I meant no, to just say kidding. was, um, <laughs> Chris is going to be in Washington or on his way to Washington. Whoa, DC. I'll be there. You'll be yep, there. I'll be there. Okay. I can even for fun. Let's uh, let's see where I'll be. Um, oh, wait, hold. Okay, that's Sunday. It's unreal how crazy this trip is. Okay, so Sunday. Who are you going with? Venture. Uh, the co-op, Venture co-op that I teach a government speech class, and then we go. So I will be in the mor- Sunday morning. Right. You didn't know he was more than a pastor. Oh, I knew for sure. I just, man, this is a good gig. <laughs> Hitting so up DC, Israel, We'll be Bahamas. on the... <laughs> exactly. Y'all knew about Jamaica, right? Um... <laughs> okay, so Saturday. No, that's Saturday. Come on, Chris. Let's go to Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So on Sunday. Yeah, this is how the podcast normally Man, what goes. the heck? What is Sunday? The just, 16th? Yes. Yes. I have that as Monday the 16th, so that's how ready I am to go. Cool. I'll be at the Arlington National Cemetery. Ooh. On next Sunday. Man, that's one of the coolest places with the... You're not kidding um, Unnamed soldier, unknown, Never been a unknown, unknown, sorry. unknown soldier. Sorry, unknown soldier. He uh, okay. So when you go, you need to go to Arlington, and oh, you yeah. need to go to the tomb yeah. of the unknown soldier for sure, because they guard that thing, and the guards are ridiculous. Yes, twenty four seven, twenty four seven. They they've are, been there during hurricane. When when DC was evacuated, they refused to evacuate. Yeah, they wow. they are. They 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 walk They're one serious. hour, yeah, one hour or thirty minutes, and it's. I it's, mean, there's, it's so cool. There's all Great all kinds of different parts of um, the military, um, the U.S. military that just boggle my mind how good these guys are, and that's one of them. So you, I mean, it's definitely worth. Yes. Um, going to uh, you pay your respects while you're there, um, and watch them because they're hmm. intense. Yep. They take it very seriously. Um, men, men of valor. I usually cry. Men there, of you valor. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Um, so this past Sunday we had three services. How about that? Three services for Easter. And did you did you like the seating? Uh, I think it's, the seating was like the a super improvement on the past. Seating was incredible. I did not know we could fit that many chairs. Yeah. How about that? In that situation, um, got all of the padded chairs out there. Right, mm-hmm. Jason. Gotta have the padded chairs yep. for the guests. And another, yeah, what, couple hundred? No, or no. hundred, hundred, hundred of the hundred folding of the folding chairs. We had eight hundred and fifty chairs in there. Eight hundred and fifty chairs. I think once the folding chairs got put out, we were closer to. Yeah, it was like eight fifty. Eight fifty. Right. Okay. Um, and I mean, we used. Yeah, most of those in the first, in the in nine the, o'clock in service. the nine o'clock service. So the uh, Saturday service was about what we expected. Um, which I was super grateful for everybody who came to that because yep. if they had come to Sunday, we would not have been able to do it. No, nope. because there were eight or eight hundred nine, eight hundred ten people, something like that, in the first service, 
with in the nine o'clock service in, in the nine o'clock service with 97 or something people 90 yeah 97 97 people in the overflow so so yep that's insane and then on top of that 500 more people came to the second service <laughs> so it was that was a lot yep um and so grateful for everybody so cool. being a, flexible just wonderful yep. yeah baptisms before yep yep people bringing their whole f- extended family from out of town for that so yeah cool. oh man there were there were a lot of people at the baptism just a great celebration mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun um um and for not having like not doing a uh sermon on the resurrection yeah exactly it sure was a sermon on the resurrection (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed that a lot i'm glad that i'm glad that came across that was really good um it was a great sunday yeah it really was yeah it was a a beautiful Mm -hmm. time it was really cool that was the uh positive and negative uh feedback from my family that we we brought and i'll tell you it it was very positive that they enjoyed that we were not doing a break from our you know kind of what we've been studying okay, through okay. and tying it in, very positive. Okay, good. Um, and because she doesn't listen, I don't mind sharing this, but my mother-in-law uh, was not pleased with Simpsons. <laughs> she did the like screen. the Simpsons meme on the screen. Yeah, because Simpsons are not not Jesus. <laughs> they are that's, not. That's so yeah. true. Homer we, is definitely <laughs> not. As one who grew up in the age. Yep. yep. I remember. Is it the Flanders yeah. next door? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Jesus? He was definitely all about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So the Simpsons were not <laughs> just a, a reference to them at all was a was a negative, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, and not a big negative. I can, <laughs> I definitely, you can tell. You can tell it popped up, and I looked over, and she wasn't sitting comfortably in her chair. I'll tell you oh, who so that was, was from sitting, the Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> I just know the meme. All I know is the meme. So. I just know it from the meme. Exactly. I um, didn't know that was. Who I that tell was. you who was very comfortable when that popped up. My wife and her sister. Oh, there was, <laughs> was a lot sitting, of laughs. I was yeah. sitting right behind them, and they were. Dying, yeah. Because I think we've all used that meme, yeah, so many times by all, yeah. Not not all. Other not Paul's mother-in-law. We've <laughs> we've all being people who use gifts. <laughs> people who use gifts. Yeah. Yep. It's a good one, and yep. it captured it. The idea of him. Yeah, like, if it had oh, been baggage, I'm out of here. <laughs> I wish I wish I could have had time to like edit it into baggage into instead baggage. of bushes or something. Yeah. That would have been extra bonus, but yeah, that would have been great. So now we get we're moving into eleven. So Saul's, Saul's king. first big test. Yeah, he's king. And then what happens? What do you got, Jason? Oh well, if, if you want me to tell the whole story. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> You're gonna summarize chapter eleven. No, like all through the rest of. Yeah. You didn't know you were ending First Samuel for yeah. us. Oh, that'd be great. Apparently, I'm preaching for I don't know what our normal uh, pace is. No, no, we I'm, just need to do it next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so just we can cover the rest the of the chapter. I'm gonna have a hard enough time summing up oh, summing up yes. eleven in thirty minutes. Yes, she will. You are doing the whole chapter though. Yeah, I'm okay, going to do great. my best. Yeah, um, go for it. If you don't finish, it's okay. Well, Because uh, we know somebody who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That happens basis. too sometimes. Yeah, so you, you made the illusion a couple times, or the connection to Nahash uh, yep. a couple times in your sermon, and so I didn't know if you had anything that you wanted to prompt that with. or if you want me to just... Oh, well, it just, it just jumped out. It, it was cool to me. I was listening to, so the Bible Project podcast did recently did a series on anointing as well. Hmm. Um, on some concepts on anointing, and they referenced a book that I looked up that's called um, The Serpent in Samuel. And the theory, I don't know if I buy it, but the theory is that the Saul account and the David account is a retelling over and over of the Eden story. 
And so what you get is someone who faces a serpent, then they face a serpent, and they face a serpent. I think some of it's a stretch. But I, I get. Yeah. I think you get carried away with that. Nahash is not a stretch. I think he is. His name means snake. So, and they're going to face him. I mean, Saul's going to face the snake who wants to make a deal with them that is about them seeing or not seeing. And hmm. it's just like, it's, yeah. it's you know, I, I, we see that the tree is good for eating. We see that the fruit is good for eating. I just, I think there's intentionally some themes brought into there to tell this part of the story or the themes are just there telling the part of the stories, what I mean, kind yeah. of how I'm talking about it. But anyway. Well, and I think that's, you know, I, I don't know how strongly you want to make the connection to, you know, the garden necessarily, right, but right. there's definitely this idea that Nahash is a representation of evil. Right. Coming against the first appointed king of Israel. Absolutely. Um, and defiance to God and what he's trying to do and giving Samuel, or excuse me, giving Saul an opportunity to um, show what it looks like to be a king under the power of the Spirit. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, you know, there's several big things you take away from here, but, you know, it's it's interesting to me that Nahash comes along and they've just, you know, I think you, you see in chapter 11 the final confirmation of Saul being king, right? He actually exhibits what it looks like to be a king, sets up the leadership, right. and goes back to Gilgal at the end where they officially kind of recognize him as king, even though the people... Again. Had, again. Well, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> even though the people had already said... Hey, long live the king. Yeah, here's the third time that he's made king. Gosh, and there's, I mean, there's so many <laughs> connections, and this is the thing, when you get a, th- a certain amount of time, you know, I heard a, a speaker say one time that he never worries about what to talk about, it's what to not talk about. It's uh, always sh- so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Amen. goodness. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, you, you, you're thinking about the resurrection right now and the idea of Palm Sunday and, you know, Jesus coming in and everybody going, long live the king. Yeah, exactly. You know? mm. And then where are those people when... Yep. He's hung on a cross, you know, and where are those people? Crucify him. That's where yeah, they are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so you you have that in the worthless fellows, the naysayers, and you have yep. all these connections to uh, you know, Jesus's life and and him being recognized as the king, but it's interesting to me Nahash comes on the scene and basically comes up against these people and they immediately say, "Let's make a treaty." Right. As, that was their first line of defense. It yep. wasn't, "Oh man, let's pray." Right, mm. you know, okay. hey, let's yep. call this guy who's the new king. They basically said, "Hey, why don't why don't you be king over us?" Right. I mean, they rolled over quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's certainly this, you know, connection to I think the serpent in the garden. Hey, why don't you eat this fruit? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That looks good. Yeah. yeah sure. I mean, you know, it took a little bit of welcome to humanity. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome to the human race. A little race. bit of didn't say that. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eve probably argued a little bit more than these people did, um, but they immediately give in, and they don't they don't recognize God as their king. They don't even mm. recognize Saul as their king, mm-hmm. but they're more than happy to let this guy be their king. Yep. Um, it's, you know, self-preservation at its finest, right? I'm, I'm interested in what is best for me, what's easiest for me, what's most comfortable for me, mm-hmm. and what you want these people to say is, clearly you don't know who you're coming up against. Yep. Uh, and they don't give any sign of that. And so I think, you know, in this part, for me personally, and I think you see that connection to Nahash, it, I think I'm probably more caught off guard by the people and how quickly they give in yep. than I am about Nahash and his coming up and mm. being that representation of evil. So that's I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that, but yeah, that first that's section a great... was super surprising to me. 
That's a good, I think that's really good. I think if I remember, if I, if I remember looking, when I looked at it, Jabesh Gilead is, is pretty remote. It's east of the Jordan, which definitely puts them yeah. susceptible to somebody coming up against them. And, you know, the nation of uh, Ammon, yeah. Ammonites, they're right there. Right. And so they're going to be the first ones taken out for yep. sure. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they certainly had representation, I think, when you see Samuel bringing all the tribes of Israel together in chapter 10. Right. They have to know about Saul at this point. Yeah. It's not surprising to me that they don't go, oh, that guy. The guy on the other side of the Jordan, maybe he'll come over here and help us. Right. It is really surprising to me that they don't go, oh, we've been down this road before. I mean, all of our history shows that God's going to rescue us. Right, right. So we'll just pray, and we'll just see what happens. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't even try that. And so it's just, it's disappointing, but Dang. it is a, a, a conviction on humanity. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he's only done that yeah. every other time. That's, yeah. I, it's, uh, it has yeah, exactly. that. It, again, it's got that. And then you got the Samson kind of feel as well of like, you think Saul's going to show up with the jawbone of a donkey when it's, he's, he gets angry God's spirit comes on him. There's a, a righteous anger and power that seems to hit him, and he jumps in. I, I don't know how I feel about the whole... He's, he threatens everybody's oxen. Oh, cutting up the oxen? <laughs> like, I don't know you why know, that was necessary. Because yeah, I mean, I'm a warlord. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely getting their attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You right. guys show up or so help me. Yeah. yeah. And there's, I mean... And there's, that, well, and that's where he was. He was when he found the news of the weeping. He was in the field with his oxen. With his oxen, that's yeah. true. That's and right. So it, it, I don't know. It just feels like, yeah, the anger that you have in the moment and what's around me, and it's yeah, like, exactly, yeah, even these guys. Like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take them all. Yeah. So yeah. So what's interesting is I think one, stupid. If oxen. you look, if you look strictly at the order, the spirit comes over him and then he gets angry. Yeah. yeah right. You know, and it's so true. it's kind of that idea of like this righteous anger. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about obviously Jesus you know, flipping tables and right. and Paul say, hey, be angry, but do not sin. Like, yep. there, like there's a sense of that where it's like this righteous anger that bubbles up inside of him that is spirit-induced, yeah. you know? And right. it's like, hey, this shouldn't be happening. I mean, it's, this, this is God saying through Saul, this kind of thing that shouldn't be happening to my people. Right. Um, you know, and, and what I think is really interesting about that is God sends his spirit to intervene at a time when they're at their most vulnerable state, Yep, once to again. help deliver them, and they have just so clearly rejected him as their king. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he gave them every opportunity to say, you know what, you're right, and then Nahash comes in, and they could have said, you know, maybe we should trust God in this one. He clearly said back in Exodus, hey, you don't make treaties with foreign nations. You certainly right. don't let one of them come be king over you, no matter what the cost. Right. And here they are, and... You know, God comes in again to go, hey, I'm, I'm going to take care of this for you. Yep. And, you know, Saul coming in off the field, it's it's one of those deals where you go, oh, is this coincidence? He just mm. happened to be walking up while the people were... Yeah, He's exactly. just working along, you know, and, oh, I happen to be bringing my oxen to town or whatever it is. And, <laughs> oh, you happen to be weeping. Well, they and, don't even go straight to him. Like, they don't no. go find him in the field. Like, yeah. the messengers don't even go find Saul. No, he it's, finds the weepers. He the finds owners. the people weeping. So... This yeah, has that feel again point. of Samuel of like, how much of this does Samuel know the details of? What is he like? This is the yeah. way I heard it. It's a, it's such a wild, like, this feels like, oh, this is when the story you expected for Saul to become king. 
He's a random dude out in the field. Yeah. He hears about that some of his people are in. This is the William Wallace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The, the the section before is, you know, I don't I don't know, the guy hiding in the baggage. It's like this is a totally new story about some guy who happens to also be named Saul and the way he became king. They're like, we've got, he became king this way where he gets pulled out of the baggage and the people say, long live the king. And then we've got this story of of a guy who the angel of, I mean, the, the, the anger of the Lord falls yep. upon, the spirit of the Lord falls on him. He declares war on Ammon. He goes and utterly defeats them. And that's when he gets made king. Like, well, and you, you've made this point several times over the last few weeks, which I, which I think has been really helpful of. In some sense, you feel a little bit bad for Saul because you're like, yeah, somebody walked up to me in the grocery store and was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're going to be the president. Oh, by the way, we need you to take care of this whole thing, this, right. war, this war in Europe. We need you to kind of handle that for us. You'd be like, I, I don't want to do that. Wasn't asking. Wasn't asking. I'm just anointing you. Exactly. Hey, everybody in the grocery store, you want this guy to be king? Yes. Yeah, He's our new president. He's our new president. So you okay. were saying, like, you were, you were being on nonchalant about that i i can't remember what what part of the sermon um but you were talking about that and i think it was it was the reference of being in the grocery store yeah and i, I leaned forward to Lori, and i was like oh and by the way boosh olive oil <laughs> yeah, olive oil yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. <laughs> just grab one yeah. of these big water balloon big full of olive oil i was balloon. just walking down the salad yeah. dressing aisle and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden they're pouring it on my head <laughs> uh yeah and so you you definitely have that sense you know but the and and so you could easily like make this and I think rightfully so you could make it a, right. a, a a sermon on leadership and you could make it a sermon on hey here's these great qualities that this person should have but you know up until this point Saul seems to have no interest in being king he's he's trying to avoid it at every cost yeah. and it's really not until the spirit of God intervenes mm-hmm. right now so far we've seen the spirit of the Lord hit him he praises prophesies you know he, he has this great moment. Of yeah. praising God. Now it's the second time, and he's going to have this powerful anger that motivates great victory. Yeah. And yeah, that's going to be one of the things we're looking for is when it, when is God at work in Saul, and when is Saul at work in Saul? And they don't go the same when those two things are different. Yep, that's right. And so I think, you know, I think there's, there's probably an object lesson here, and I don't think we'll talk about this on Sunday, but just the idea of the Spirit of God coming over you, and if there's something that you get angry about, you know, some injustice, yeah. some situation, um, something mm-hmm. that really breaks your heart for people, it's probably something that you ought to seek the Lord on to see if there's mm-hmm. a way that you can get involved in helping solve that problem. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something you should just post on Facebook and complain, <laughs> exactly. and then be done, and then you're good. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure the Spirit of God intervenes and yeah. says, hey, post this on Facebook. <laughs> That's hey, exactly the kind I of don't have an account. About. Can I use yours? <laughs> yeah, I am. the The language, especially at the end of verse seven, has always kind of fascinated me with this idea of the dread of the Lord, yeah, falling on the people. I mean, just such interesting language of the dread of the Lord, but yet then, seemingly positive effect, they came out as one man, mm-hmm. right? And then That's they right. respond. And so here again, it's it's Saul again, with whatever. Whatever this, you know, proclamation against the oxen is, um, you know, I looked quickly and, Poor and oxen. some point back to the Levite uh, who did this in Judges nineteen when his concubine right. was slain. Yeah. Others point forward um, oh, gosh. to Elisha who who slaughters a pair of oxen um, in his ministry as a as a prophet. But whatever whatever this threatening is, um, that it gets extended to anybody who doesn't come out. Yeah, just this idea of a correct fear of the Lord, yeah. that then 
is the response towards hard but right action. Um, because, again, the unifying of, no, we, we all fear the Lord in this, so we're going to go and do this together under this man who's clearly been uh, influenced by the Spirit, led by the Spirit. I think I think it also has to be, when I look at that, I think it has to be some giving credit to the Lord for their dread. Because, it, I mean, he doesn't say, hey, whoever doesn't come out after Saul and Samuel and God, like there's, it's... It's. I feel like it feels like Saul's trying to make people be afraid of him, and instead, what people are afraid of, what happens is they get a right fear somehow of God rather than of Saul and Samuel. So mm-hmm. feels like I'm. There feels like again, there's something missing in that. That God does something here because you would think it would be, oh, no one Saul and Samuel to come get our ox. It's Saul slaughters this, and by the way. You also notice he doesn't ask, as far as we know, he doesn't ask Samuel's permission to drop Samuel's name in this threat as well. But anyway, it's just wild to me that that's a, the response to that isn't, oh no, this is what Samuel said would happen. He's going to start stealing our stuff already. He's starting to take our stuff already. It's, well, God must be moving. Yeah. We better do what God wants. And I just think that's fascinating. Yeah, I think that's, you know, the fear of the Lord, maybe in this situation, people recognizing, oh, this is how God's going to save us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think if, if you've been a, a member of a church or, or any, any group of people that's more than one, you realize how <laughs> difficult it is to get people on the same page yes. about anything. And to get hey, people I haven't tried, that. I haven't tried the oxen people. trick. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. I haven't cut up an oxen and said Been doing this wrong the whole time. Listen. Capital campaign. Next, yeah, the next <laughs> capital campaign down the road is the Hacking your cars will break. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, to to, to I I, so I haven't been to Israel. Yeah, I mean, you'll know this better than I would. But to get really that amount of people from those kind of yeah. rural locations to one central location in that amount of time, yeah, I can't imagine is a small feat. Well, and okay, so that is one of those we don't picture this correctly because we're Americans uh, in this era. But right now I'm reading a, some, a book about um, a guy named Roger Sherman, who's the only founding father who signed all four of the founding documents of the United States. I'd never even heard of him. One of my students did a report on him, and so I'm like, I want to hear about this guy. Um, but the difficulty they had in uniting 13 states, was just it's just unbelievable. That, that they yeah. can't, you can't unite people. People don't unite well. Well, and they're... We we see states as part like little parts of a country. Yeah, they no. did not. No, no, they were very much so independent. States, states. are states. Like yeah. they're independent governments. That's right. And so, how do you unite them? Well, this is a nation of twelve independent clans who often don't get along at mm-hmm. all with one another. Yep. I mean, we go through judges. I mean, we have them almost slaughter the Benjamites down yeah, to you, down to six hundred men. We've gone through judges. We don't want to go back through. Judges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's... But judges is the era of. You know, that's the pre-William Wallace, yeah. Robert the Bruce, unite the clans. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a, you know, this is that's what has to happen, Hal, and it happens here. And I think we're supposed to see that as a miracle. Oh, um, God did something ridiculous here to bring in hundreds of thousands of soldiers to come fight. It is wild to me that the next time we see Saul with his army, there's going to be a couple hundred. So it doesn't last long. Hmm. This whole unity does not last long, but... Well, and that's why I think if you look at eleven, chapter eleven in isolation, you think, "Oh, Saul's a great leader." Yes, and he definitely has some great characteristics that you want to emulate. And if you were doing a 
talk on leadership and those kinds of things, I think you could bring this in to go, hey, this is what a spirit-empowered leader should look like. Yep. Um, but that is a very small segment of time in his life and his career. And you see it take very quickly a yep. turn. And I think the difference is, is his lack of desire to submit to the spirit. Yeah. Um, and the way that the spirit just so powerfully moves here, not only in him, but through this messaging, the fear of the Lord comes over these people. There's a spirit empowered fear that comes to these people where they're like, oh, we better go. Yep. And to get them united and moving in the same direction is, like you said, it's supernatural. It's it's it a is. miracle in itself. That's cool. That's yep. pretty cool. And at this time, they didn't have text messages, social media. Like, hey, you <laughs> exactly. guys want to come over on this side of the Jordan and let's all get together <laughs> Quick and fight TikTok these guys? Of, of him slaughtering his cow. Yeah, exactly. His <laughs> oh, my gosh. This on, is you. This is you. Talk about getting banned by the community. That's, but anyway. Um, yeah, very cool. It's going to be fun. And thank you, Jason, again Thanks, for Jason. Yeah, absolutely. being a part and Looking helping forward us. To it. Thanks. Be encouraged. <laughs>